and with your spirit. Glory to you, O Lord. Thank you. 
Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ.
respond to the gift that God has given us. We see that laid out by the four different kinds of soil. We need a path, we need the rocky soil, the thorns, or the rich soil. It's not a matter of chance which one is which. It's not just by random chance that some people are packed, some people are thorns, some people are rocky soil, some people are rich soil. But in fact, though God is the first giver, right, He gives us this gift of faith, we can choose or not to cooperate with it. We can choose or not to cultivate that seed, to cultivate the life that God has given within us. Belief in Him, a life of faith, a life of, of practicing our faith, a dialogue with Him, a relationship of son, daughter to the Father, to cultivate that. We can also choose not to, as we so painfully are aware of in our lives because we sin, we fail. This is what's at work all throughout the Gospels. When we hear those stories about the Pharisees and the scribes, Jesus is often at loggerheads with the Pharisees and scribes. Why? Because they've already chosen to, to not listen. They don't want to hear what the Lord has to say. They don't want to have their hearts transformed by this new and saving word that fulfills everything that came before it. They've already closed their hearts and minds. They're staying in their own lane. They don't want to follow Jesus. They don't want to be changed by Him. And so Jesus is often at bloody heads with them because they won't listen, they won't hear, they won't be transformed. The crowds, on the other hand, there's so many crowds, of course, that listen to Jesus throughout His public ministry. For the crowds, too, maybe they don't openly resist, but Jesus is kind of just somebody interesting. He's somebody interesting, a passing fad who will be replaced the next week by something else interesting. They, too, have not, they've received the word, but yet it doesn't change who they are. It doesn't transform their life. It doesn't take root so that it can bear fruit. But of course, we are not going to let that be the case with us. Right? We who are believers, we who are seeking to be disciples of the Lord, have received this seed of faith that's going to germinate in many different ways in each and every one of us. Germinates into many different vocations, many different virtues, many different gifts that God has given you. Isn't it amazing, you know, Almighty God, all-knowing, all-powerful. He entrusts this gift, this seed of faith, to each and every one of us, to you in particular, so that you would do good with it, so that you would cultivate it, so that you would help it to spring forth into a living relationship with it. He doesn't give us a gift and say, do whatever you want with it or bury it under a bushel basket, but it's meant to grow as you grow, we make it grow in so many different ways by coming to Mass, right? by offering ourselves and our lives upon this altar, by our own personal prayer, of course. Knowing our faith, studying our faith, so that we can come to know and love that God who has given us this seed of faith. We, of course, cultivate it by our works of sacrifice and penance, our love of neighbor, our governing our speech, right? these difficult things, being generous with our lives, with our time, with our vocation that God has given to us. 
God trusts you with this gift of faith. He wouldn't have given it to you if he didn't. So how are we making a journey event in our lives of faith? Our faith is indeed meant to bear fruit. In the scriptures, when the scriptures speak about bearing fruit, usually it's in the context of a couple of different things. When the scriptures talk about bearing fruit, the first thing that often he's talking about is bearing fruit in the life of virtue, bearing fruit in becoming more like Jesus. Right? When Jesus calls himself the vine, we are the branches so that we can bear fruit by remaining in him. That's what he's talking about. You know, remaining in Jesus, becoming like Jesus, receiving the life of Jesus into us so that we become more like him. That's how we bear fruit, of course, in the life of Christ. But then there's a second sense in bearing fruit as well throughout the scriptures. The kingdom of Israel is meant to bear fruit by bringing all nations into the one fold. Translate that down to the life of the church. The church is meant to bear fruit by bringing more people into its life. More people need to know Jesus. More people need to know the great riches that are hidden within our faith, within the Holy Eucharist. We want the whole world to know about this. And yet if we are bogged down by the, by the thorns and the concerns and the anxieties of life, we've closed ourselves off to the transforming power of grace, we're a sterile seed. We're not going to increase and multiply that hundredfold. In a parish, that can become very concrete, right? In the life of faith, that seed is supposed to bear fruit in each and every one of us interiorly, and note the interior, interior aspect of that fruit. Right? It's supposed to bear fruit in our souls that we would be transformed from within first. And from that, that floods over, right? It's attractive. And hopefully that brings other people into our fold and we're encouraged. We are encouraging those in our families and in our lives. Giving them a reason for our hope. Giving them the testimony of what the life, the life of the church has been for us. That has been such an important part of our life. It can be that simple. Come and see. That was the invitation of the Apostle Philip to Nathaniel, right? When he said, hey, come meet this Jesus guy. Come and see. That's all he said. It's that it can be that easy. So bearing fruit in virtue, winning others for Jesus Christ. Those are the two ways, concretely, that we are called to bear fruit in our lives, individually, but also in this parish. Because here at Christ the King, we want to be disciples of deep faith cultivate this seed of faith. Because it's not meant to just remain a seed. It has to, it has to grow. And not just grow a little bit, but a hundredfold, sixtyfold, thirtyfold. You know, in terms of agriculture, Jesus uses a lot of images, right? Ag agricultural images, this is an absurd proportion. It doesn't make any sense. No one would expect a hundredfold fruit from one seed. But our God is a little bit absurd to me in his love for us, in his generosity. Our God is a God of abundance, and he will make that fruit grow if we are open to it, if we are docile to it, if we are ready to respond. Here we are at Mass before the Holy Eucharist, the source of all fruitfulness. You know, we receive the Eucharist as a gift just as we receive that seed of faith in our baptism day. We, don't, we can never give this gift to ourselves. 
So let's ask the Lord to make that seed fruitful as only 